Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Fans of the Force Podcast. So intense. I mean, I was, my heart was beating. It's still beating now. I not get enough of it. I want to see it again already. A lot of action, a lot of noise. It's more than just a movie. It's kind of like a lifestyle, I guess, almost. Everybody was out there just screaming, yelling. The Lucasfilm logo came up. That was the best. I, I like Darth Vader. It was intense. It was incredible. I loved it. It was awesome. You know, you guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans. Welcome to episode number one of Fans of the Force podcast, our weekly lightspeed jump to the galaxy far, far away where we celebrate everything Star Wars. My name is Adrian, and before we get started today with all that new celebration news, especially that Last Jedi trailer, right? I'd just like to take a moment to introduce my awesome co-hosts, Cat Ray and John. How are you two doing this fine episode one day, huh? It's good. It's going fantastic. I'm super excited to be joining my brother and sister in the force on something new and exciting. I'm I'm stoked. I'm ready to go. Dude, preach, preach. We are all super excited right now. Episode <laughs> number one. And I mean, right off of celebration with all that awesomeness that transpired this past weekend, like uh, I'm I'm still recovering. I'm still. I'm still I'm still averaging uh, at least five viewings every hour of that new trailer. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I can't tell you how many times I've watched it and rewatched it and got other people to watch it with me. It's so freaking fun. Dude. <laughs> every person I talk to. Have you watched it yet? Hey, I'm starting to get on people's nerves at the office again with it. <laughs> <laughs> Just have it there on loop and, and an open tab. Well, I think before we go too far, we should take a moment and, you know, tell tell everybody who might be listening a little bit about each one of us, what we do in our personal life, and then what brought us together to do this and uh, talk a little bit about our personal fandom. So, Adrian, I mean, this is your your force, baby. Let's uh, let's start with you. At the risk of sounding weird, I'm going to say this is our force, baby. But okay. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, well, like most other Star Wars fans, I just love talking about the franchise. I like geeking out about it. Um, I'm a video producer by trade, which means I also deal with audio a lot. I love audio. That leads me to podcasting. And uh, for a while there, I was like, I would really love to do a Star Wars podcast. It sounds like it'd be something really fun to do with other people. You know, if I just did it myself, it'd just come off as some weird manifesto of just me rambling about Star Wars, which, I mean, it's kind of sad. But, no, I didn't do that. Thought uh, I reached out to the amazing online community, and uh, I found you guys, Kat Ray and John, and you guys are awesome, and you agreed to do this with me, and I couldn't think of any other people I would rather be doing this with right now. Oh, that's so nice, Adrian. How about you, Cat? Uh, so is it I... just Cat or Cat Ray? How how should we address you, Your you can... Highness? <laughs> you can just call me Cat. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> or Cat Ray, either one, whatever sounds better to I you. I like calling you Cat Ray just because it sounds Star Wars. <laughs> it sounds so Star Warsy. <laughs> my superhero name uh fire up the cat ray <laughs> yeah 
So I've been Meow. a Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a Star Wars fan for years and um I really got back into it after The Force Awakens came out and you know started listening to Star Wars podcasts and I started thinking, gosh, it would be so cool if I could get on a podcast and talk about how much I love Star Wars and so when Adrian was starting to reach out for people, you know, I threw my name out to the ring and was lucky enough that that I apparently matched up well. So here I am. And uh, by by day, I'm a research scientist uh, studying regeneration. And in the rest of my spare time, I'm pretty much Star Wars obsessed. So here we are. <laughs> We had tryouts, and Cat Ray was the one that came out on top. <laughs> the only survivor. <laughs> Not even the Rancor made it. <laughs> Johnny Boy. And as for me, I, I'm the old fogey of the group. Um, I'm uh, an oril- original trilogy fan. I was six years old when when Star Wars hit, and my life changed forever. <coughs> You'll edit out that cough, please. No. And, I, you know, I was in the movie theater, and, and this was made for me. This this gave me a whole new mythology that I could, I could live with the rest of my life. And then more movies came out, and the mythology grew and expanded. And, I, I mean, I was the ripe age for the toys, for all the merchandising, uh, playing Star Wars on the playground at my elementary school with my friend Kevin every single day at recess. I mean, so awesome. This was my whole life. And then I just never grew up. That's that's what happened with me. And so we got the the prequel trilogy came out. And I love them. I'm not a prequel basher at all. I that's find great. something incredibly satisfying with all those films. And now the new movies are coming out. It's just such an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. By day, I do a radio show in Eugene, Oregon on 96.1 KZL. It's Mark and John in the morning. I'm John. And <laughs> so I've been in broadcast radio for 10 or 12 years now, and I absolutely love it. But, you know, in terms of podcasting, this is a new thing for me, and I'm totally in- enjoying it. it I've, it's an opportunity for me to, to talk about Star Wars and really dig in and, and, and geek out on my favorite topic of all time next to the Beatles and my family. You know, that's what I'm all about. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I have this opportunity to spend some time with, with the two of you. And eventually we'll have some guests and make this something really fun and exciting and unique from all the other Star Wars podcasts out there and all the other types of podcasts out there. It's going to be great. Very well put, sir. Very well put. Uh, so John mentioned he grew up with the, he's an OG fan. Uh, Ket Ray and I grew up with the special editions. So <laughs> take that as how you will. That's right. Saw all of the special editions in the theaters with my dad growing up, um, you know, basically that 12 year old, 13 year old. And it just, you know, it stuck with me the first time I saw it. And so now as a parent, you know, I want to pass that love on down to my kids. And 
I'm really excited to be able to do that, especially with the fact that we're getting a bunch of new Star Wars stuff right now. You know, the new sequel trilogy, both the Clone Wars and Rebels and whatever else is going to happen after that. So there's a lot to look forward to. No other franchise like it. No, none. So, yeah, that's a little bit about ourselves there. I think uh, we should move on to what the people really want, which is more Star Wars talk. So, boom, Celebration was this past weekend. It was amazing. I cried, I laughed, I cried and laughed. I know you guys did too. Uh, Oh, totally. Kat Ray did an awesome job of keeping our social media feeds (laughs) filled, so thanks for that. Really awesome. No problem. Uh... Other than the last Jedi trailer, what stood out for you guys for from Celebration specifically? Gosh, I really enjoyed the Rebels panel. Um, I still haven't watched everything, but the Rebels panel was really enjoyable. I'm really torn up about the fact that season four is going to be the last season. It's going to be really sad to say goodbye to these characters, um, but I'm really looking forward to what they might do with season four. So I'm definitely excited for that. And then, of course, just getting the teaser trailer for The Last Jedi was also really awesome. Well, we got that spin up to look forward to, you know, the flowing locks of Callus. Yes, yeah, yeah. hot Callus. Totally look forward be, to that. That's got to be something. That's got to happen. <laughs> I can see it now. Uh, the flowing locks of Callus, a Star Wars story. <laughs> it's his own spin off movie. His own spin off movie. I think for me, a couple of things, I mean, aside from. The biggest thing is the trailer yep. for The Last Jedi. I mean, that's that's the meat of the whole celebration, right? Uh, of, of the whole celebration sandwich. And so some of the other toppings for me were uh, Mark Hamill's uh, panel on remembering Carrie Fisher. Uh, that was just so moving and so entertaining. Yeah, and, it was. And really... I mean, I don't know that we'll ever have closure, and especially since we've got, you know, another movie to look forward to with with her acting in it that we haven't seen anything in regards to that. You know what her performance is like. I'm I'm sure we can we can all speculate that she'll do a great job, and uh, because that's what Carrie does. But it'll all be new, so it'll open up that wound again of of missing her and not having her but i think his panel helped kind of heal some of that initial shock and it was really well done so for me that that would be another highlight that was just something that i'll always enjoy and and i'll go back and watch because uh, mark hamill just does a great job public speaking and to have mm-hmm. that personal connection with her somebody else we all love and in and adore and having him s- tell small tales of what it was like to be working with her and, and so close to her and what it meant to lose her and everything. Uh, it was just just a special moment in this year's celebration. Totally. Yeah. I, well, I mean, Mark Hamill was, has always been like, as a kid, Luke Skywalker was one of my heroes, right? As an adult, yeah. Mark Hamill is one of my heroes. Same. It's yeah. He's just an incredible human being. I mean, I dare anyone to think of something bad to say about Mark Hamill. 
He can. He's a little a short sense. for a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the Last Jedi trailer. Let's get down to the meat and potatoes of it. How amazing was it? Pretty cool. I'm excited for December. I'm, I'm out of my freaking mind excited <laughs> after seeing that trailer. I mean, there's so much just in that little bit. They threw so much at us, but not enough, if you know what I'm saying. You know, we, we've got what's probably our first look at the, the Jedi emblem mm-hmm. in a theatrical film. I think we've only seen it in the animated films previously, um, Rebels and... Um, and Clone Wars, uh, but never in one of the theatrical releases. So that was really cool for me. Um, Makes those it weird, those weird uh, speeder slash pod racer things with the red dust kicking up in the sandy yeah. stuff. What was that? That was cool. That yeah, that looks I, like the Battle of Hoth too. You know, they, they're going up against walkers in the distance. Yeah, right. It totally. It's like the new snow speeder, I think, but red dust speeder or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, isn't it supposed to be like a mineral or something? I think Ryan Johnson said uh, in an interview or something that that the 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 dust is covering it and then the red underneath is some mineral or something that they're trying to get. But that was very cool visually. So the planet I is wonder how that... called Crate, right? From what I remember. Mm-hmm. It's Crate. Crate. Are they going to have crate dragons there? Well, we probably need to have some crazy monster that they, uh, you some, know, bring out of nowhere. Some so. sort of tentacle monster, right? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Burkulet. Yeah, it's not a tentacle monster, but be definitely something cool to see on the big screen for sure. A land day of Ghana. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be scary, man. Yeah. Or it would we could just call it a Rathtar. Ugh, no, no, no more Rathtars. Done with the Rathtars. <laughs> the the Rathtars were kind of weird. They kind of stuck out in not the best way for me. But they're all kind of weird. Yeah, Rathars, Borgullet. But a crate dragon would be really cool because it'd be a freaking Star Wars dragon. So that would be pretty awesome. Of which we've only seen the bones. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they like desert planets or something. Yeah, gosh. The the trailer. Oh, I'm really excited to see Ray training uh, as Breathe. a Jedi. That was. Breathe. Yeah. It's good advice for watching the rest of the trailer. I know. <laughs> right? Built in instructions. Gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, like, so much, though, that, like, we have no idea about, you know, it's so short, and, you know, we only saw, you know, two shots of Poe, one shot of Finn, one shot of Leia, you know, like, there's going to be so much else going on, so, it's really hard to to know where, where, or even speculate, you know, where everything else is going to go. That shot of Kylo's helmet just kind of smoking and destroyed on the ground. That, oh my god, that is such a nice and subtle way of hinting at progression, you know? Like this mm-hmm. this new, the, the Kylo we're going to get in this new movie is not the same uh, bro dude that we saw in uh, Force Awakens, right? 
No. Yeah, my only question is, how the heck did they get that crushed helmet from the planet that exploded that it was left on? Oh, I'm sure he has backups. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's maybe a it's a new one. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'll allow it. <laughs> maybe General Hux was kind enough to pick it up for him on his way over to pick him up. Oh, Kylo's going to need his hat, man. <laughs> the know, supreme Hux... leader would be so displeased if I did not get his helmet as well. Yeah, Hux doesn't really strike me as the type that no. <laughs> would do something nice like that. Well, we don't know. Maybe he could fast. be a very considerate guy. I mean, he's a Nazi, but he could be a, a nice space Nazi, you know? Mm, Maybe Phasma picked it up on, their, on her way out of the trash compactor. Mm. Oh, we'll get our answer for Kylo's helmet in the new Phasma novel, right? Maybe, yeah. Uh, okay, I guess I'm to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, for me, I, I think what stood out the most, obviously, is what everyone's talking about is that final line. You know, we finally get to hear Luke talk. We're all expecting some sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi slash Yoda type wisdom. Like, ooh, what's this Jedi Master that we've all been waiting for years to see again get to say? <gasps> it's time for the Jedi to end. Oh, I'm in total denial that that's where that sentence ends. I, I think have... it's. I think there's more to it. I think it goes. It is time for the Jedi to end the Sith once and for all. That's just my theory. <laughs> no, I think I think it's a good theory. I I I just I <laughs> hard to articulate what I mean, but I'm kind of with you, John. Um, it's it's hard for me to envision a Star Wars without the Jedi having some sort of presence. So when it's just like Luke saying, I only know one truth, the Jedi must end or, you know, however he ends up saying it. Um, as like, what? No, give me more. <laughs> like It's so it's so it's so vague so i'm trying to balance my rational like it's just a trailer they're only literally you know it's like the shortest snippet and then you know irrational speculation that's like oh my god <laughs> they're all yeah i agree die. i i think i think we have been seeing some star wars without a jedi presence but we don't need to in this trilogy i think i think that we have Luke. Obviously, he is a Jedi or was or was a pseudo Jedi. And and I think that there was some kind of training thing that happened in, in those flashbacks we saw in The Force Awakens that maybe he was training some Jedi or at least Kylo Ren to become a Jedi or Ben Solo at the time. And something went wrong, horribly wrong, and that all ended. But I don't think... I don't think that it's going to be the end of all the Jedi. I think that somehow, you know, Ray's character is going to spark something inside Luke saying, you know, no, we need Jedi. This can't be the end because we've got this horrible dark side and we're it's going to take a Jedi to take that down. I just I can't believe that that what Skywalker's character is saying is is a definitive end to all of the jedi i just i refuse to believe that it's way too cool a a mythical thing to just stop with 
a movie and a half left to go in the storyline. Well, see, I'm the opposite. I mean, just based on the title alone, The Last Jedi and Luke's comments and, you know, just all the little clues we've been, we've been getting, I think the Jedi are coming to an end, but it's going to be replaced by something else, the first of which Ray is going to be, because we've been getting hints at other Force users, light side Force users that aren't Jedi, right? We got a Maz and Force Awakens. We got Sharud and Rogue One. They're not Jedi, but they're obviously have they obviously have a connection to the Force, right? Um, Certainly. So I think we're being set up for some post Jedi type of organization that goes beyond that rises above the the mistakes that the former order did. You know, the Jedi Order as an organization. Yeah, because it, it makes sense for why. Why would Luke set it up again the same way when it was their own, I guess, uh, arrogance at the end that pretty much toppled them over, right? Yeah, well, that's exactly why I find it concerning, right? So, isn't that what Luke was doing after Return of the Jedi? You know, he was supposedly going to start this new order, and I think based on Luke's character, it wasn't going to be anything like the Jedi Order that we saw in the prequel trilogy, you know, um, where they basically were blinded and then fell and you know i thought it seemed at the end of return of the jedi that you know luke had kind of learned from the mistakes that the jedi order had made previously and that he was going to forge his new path with a new jedi order and but then that seems to have all collapsed so you know what happened there um mm. because i would think that just by creating a new Jedi order that was not based on the same principles as the old one, you know, my, my theory or what I like to think is that, you know, we got the shot, that cool shot of the cool bookshelf, right? With the journals mm -hmm. and all that or books, whatever that little, that cool, yeah. that cool little Jedi library that Luke has, <laughs> who knows what kind of horrible thing, thing or things he might've, discovered about the jedi's history you know you, we have no idea what he knows now that made him do a 180 like this on the whole thing last time we saw him it was return of the jedi right he's all happy just we did it we 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 beat the empire the jedi are back hopeful mm -hmm. and then 30 years later he's this cynical hermit just kind of chilling on an island doing, doing who knows what but he's obviously not in the mood to start up the jedi again what happened other than the destruction of his first attempt and what did he figure out what did he what did he learn so that, that's what's kind of guiding me to think that that way anyway that he's not gonna restart the order traditionally speaking it, even if it was gonna be a little different from the prequel era uh, order okay all right i buy yeah. into it <laughs> <laughs> i buy I just... into it I, because i think the prequel order i mean that's gone that's been gone for a very long time yeah. 60 years right 50, within? yeah yeah right 50 so 50 i mean 60 years so it, obviously yeah. in the past 
40 years. Here's Luke on this planet meditating, studying, trying to come up with an answer to right the wrongs that he's that he feels maybe he helped commit in training Ben Solo and maybe he's come up with some crazy cool idea. I don't know. We'll find out in December. Yeah, well I I always I have to wonder, you know, so there's the whole line about you know, what do you see? Light, dark, the balance. balance. And Luke says it's bigger than that. So it's bigger than the force or it's like everything um, or it's bigger than just the balance between the light and the dark. Yeah, they better come up with some good writing because, <laughs> I mean, that sounds like everything there is right there. Dark, light, and balance between the two. What yeah. else is there? It's bigger than that? All right. Explain how. It's yeah, gray, I mean, man. It, you got gray, I mean, too. Does does that... Well, you but know, that's some... the balance is the gray, right? You've got it, the dark, the light, it? and the balance, which is gray. Is it? Maybe. I mean, What's the it, balance it, between dark and light? It depends on what you... <laughs> think balance means because that whole bring balance to the force thing has never really been explicitly explained you know for the jedi it was destroying the sith would bring balance you are the chosen one (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so you know i i guess it's really going to I mean, is it just that having the two orders that kind of focused, as far as we know, you know, the Jedi and the Sith and being such on such extremes of the spectrum and that, you know, maybe by, you know, kind of being more ambiguous, more gray, that's actually what brings the balance, you know, um, as opposed to having that kind of extreme dichotomy that we see in the prequel trilogy and maybe that then Luke was trying to recreate after return of the Jedi, which we obviously don't know anything about yet. So for true balance, the way I see it, the way it's been kind of hinted at, at least you can't have either side existing at all. Because I mean, if one group exists, that's already kind of right. You know, one side's already, higher up than the other that's not balanced and you know the other way around so for there to be a true balance there can't be a side devoted to the light or a side devoted to the dark there has to be just this neutral gray area and you know we uh you you and me were talking about this the other day i think um reasons for the jedi needing to end right the dark side had potentially been uh, defeated, right? Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Everything's all dandy. Luke starts up another Jedi order. Then here comes Snoke, screws things up with Ben, creates another dark side, uh, another dark side side <laughs> that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, sprang from that light that Luke was trying to light. So without Luke having started the Jedi Order again, the chances of another dark side side showing up again wouldn't have been as a 
the like the likelihood of that happening wouldn't have been as as big, I think. So this darkness came out of the light. And potentially. Potentially. Yeah. I don't know. We yeah. we don't know what Snoke's involvement in all this is True. and where he fits in. So yeah. And I haven't finished I haven't read Empire's End yet, so I don't know if there are some more hints in that about Snoke. I think there are. Um, but I haven't read it yet. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I you know, I always think there's gonna be some sort of good or positive or light side force users and probably dark uh then in Star Wars. So is it just that they're not gonna call them Jedi? Are they actually gonna get rid of all the force users? Is that you know, like is that what they're talking about? Is Luke gonna die? Is that how the Jedi are gonna end? No. You know? <laughs> Luke will what not die. Don't kill off Luke. Please don't say that. Oh, no. I, that yeah. out there. Luke's not going to oh, die. Oh, I love Luke. Saw it coming with no. Han, obviously, but no, not with Luke. Luke, Luke's still got I, stuff to do. I, I really hope they're not going to kill off Luke either. That well, be... I mean, that would just be so mean to bring Ray back to her dad and then just kill him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Of you know, he was her dad, right? Which he's not, so <laughs> <laughs> so not getting into the Ray parentage <laughs> debate right now. Yeah, um, you know what we say. Ray is Snoke. That's the conclusion yeah. we came to. Ray is Snoke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hashtag Ray is Snoke. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just. I mean, I guess. I guess the biggest thing is like we just don't. There's not just that. There's not that much information to to go on you know no, like we still know so little about what luke was doing which i'm sure we're going to find out more about of course in the movie so um or as maybe he was oiling the- his robot hand the whole time <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't know it yeah it could be it could be so many things <laughs> do you do you guys think that with Luke saying that the Jedi must end, that then he is going to refuse to train Rey, at least for a little while. Like, maybe this is something he says to her when she first shows up and is like, I have the saber, you know, I want to be trained. And, you know, maybe with everything that happened before with Ben Solo becoming Kylo Ren and the destruction of the Academy, that he's like no they're just you know there can't be the jedi are done you know and i'm not well, going to train you to be a jedi and maybe that's what it's referring to and ray has to like convince him that she is worthy i guess and then right before that they show her being trained seemingly by luke luke overseeing her swinging a lightsaber on the cliffside but well, as we all know with Star Wars trailers, some of that <laughs> stuff doesn't come into the film. Oh, true well, enough. <laughs> and they cut all that stuff together, right? So it's like, who knows what? Yeah. I mean, it certainly seems like a lot of the trailer will take place, takes place, you know, right when Ray gets to Octu. So, you know, it's probably going to happen pretty early in the movie. Um, the training stuff anyway, maybe. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I think so too. 
God, so much, so much to really speculate on. But yeah, I mean, we're all just <laughs> we are grasping at straws of the limited info we have. <laughs> um, but it's fun, right? That's that's this is part of the that's why we're here. Part of the reason we're here. We just love speculating and and coming up with theories. And you know, a couple of years from now, we'll look back at this and be like, we were way off. You know, just yeah. yeah. Who would have guessed that or Ray was John actually was the smoke? only one that had it right? Yeah, <laughs> I can't Plus, believe John gonna... was Snoke. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, we're gonna get more trailers, and they'll be, you know, dropping hints. Uh, I need another trailer now. Material. You know, no, I don't need another trailer now. I need that Last Jedi poster in my office and my bedroom right now. That's what I need. You and me both. Yeah, that was really cool. I actually, I want, well, I want like three of them, right? I want like Luke and mm. I want Ray in the rain and I want the teaser poster. Yeah, yeah. What What do you guys think it means that Luke is ominous in red uh, in the teaser poster? Does that fill you with fear? You know, no. it- <laughs> A lot of people are speculating Luke is is moving over to the dark side, and they're citing that as as one of the clues that he might go dark side on us. I don't think so. I That's mean, that would too be, easy. That'd be a poor decision, number one. I agree. Uh, because here is here's the little happy farm boy all grown up, and now you want him to be the bad guy. That's uh, not Luke. Luke's yeah. the one that that ended the dark side, seemingly at the end of Jedi. So to to have him go down that path would be a total mistake. When you've got characters that you've introduced as dark side characters that can already fill that role. So to me, I think that would be, you know, a poor choice. But what really was kind of strange to me is that you've got Luke on one side, you've got Kylo Ren on the other side, but his image is smaller than the Luke image, which graphically to me is like i i don't like it because it's not appealing to have that size differential you know with that <laughs> that beam of lightsaber light splitting the two they should mm-hmm. be i mean just like from a balance perspective i think it looks wonky but the image as a whole is cool as heck balance balance the balance right <laughs> I, I don't that's yeah, I, I agree with John. I think it'd be a horrible uh, writing mistake to make Luke go dark side, just because it, it's lazy writing. I mean, do you guys ever watch Terminator Genesis by any chance? No. Good. It's, Passed on that. It's one. a terrible movie. Uh, spoiler alert: <laughs> uh, they made John Connor the bad guy in that one, and it was just uh, a mess. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad I skipped it. No, yeah, it was a horrible movie. Pretty to look at, but terrible. But anyway, um, not here to bash on Terminator, <laughs> which I love. But um, yeah, it's, it's just it's too easy of a of a mistake to fall into, and I I don't think the story group would go down something so predictable. Maybe they might want to hint at it to confuse us and get us talking like we're doing now. But uh, like Hatray said, I think it's that whole balance thing. And the whole movement towards more gray areas, having both Luke and Kylo, who at this point represent both sides, seemingly, right? 
just kind of meeting in the yeah. middle there with Ray. Maybe they're all going to meet in the middle. Maybe. Maybe. I I yeah, I Stuck I personally in the middle with you. Yeah. <laughs> personally, I think uh I would be really disappointed if they had Luke go to the dark side also. I mean, we saw him be tempted already in Return of the Jedi and he resisted that pull. Right. And yes! was able and was able to bring Anakin Skywalker back from the dark side. So like Luke has already been there. And I think having him fall again again or fall at all um would be a mistake. I I also agree. But I mean, yeah, so I'm not like I don't I the red color is probably more for dramatic purposes than anything else. Totally. But yeah, there's a lot of yeah. speculation about what that means. Why is it red? But so I I hope I hope it's just that maybe Luke has turned into a grumpy old man. <laughs> He's not gonna go to the dark side. That'd be a, so a red faced old man. <laughs> Get off my space lawn. <sighs> yeah. I don't because I think I think in the old EU didn't didn't Luke fall to the dark side at some point and then come back? He um, was an undercover agent. He okay. he got on clone Palpat Palpatine came back as a clone, and he oh, thought he Lord. could destroy the. Oh God! Yeah, he no. he he thought he could destroy the dark side from within, so he became his Palpatine's apprentice. Oh, okay. That's well, what that was about. Okay, all right. I I missed those stories in the old EU, so. <laughs> not not uh, all the eu was created equal we'll just leave it yeah at that. I, yeah um <laughs> so <sighs> all right well moving on anything anything else from the trailer and or teaser poster that is intriguing um you know what i am just excited for more i want more i need more i'm gonna be on my tippy toes up until december just waiting and i don't know i'm just, I'm just excited and i look i'm looking forward to whatever they send our way at this point i they've just they've proven themselves so disney disney has taken care of the franchise in my opinion pretty well yeah and i i, I echo that sentiment i i think Mission accomplished. We're all teased. I mean, that's a heck of a teaser trailer. <laughs> it's got us talking, you know, half an hour about a two-minute teaser trailer. That's just, it's amazing what they can do nowadays and, and get under our skin and, and tempt us to speculate. And mission accomplished. Well done, Disney. Can't wait for more. Yeah, I'm definitely... Definitely looking forward to seeing what awaits us in The Last Jedi. And ugh, it's really hard to wait until December. <laughs> I want to know now. Yeah. Well, but, you must be a patient young Padawan. Yes. It, Patience. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. Ryan seems like, uh, I, I, you know, I can honestly say that I haven't seen um, any of his other work. Oh, Ryan um, Johnson is one of my absolute favorite directors. Yeah, but he seems he seems very very cool, very down to earth. So well, I, signing autographs uh, autographs on the convention floor until three o'clock in the morning. That's and pretty meeting awesome. all the fans, meeting everybody in that's line. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, is, so, everybody in line and yeah. taking selfies and oh <laughs> god, yeah, way to endear yourself to a uh, 
to a, a fan base instantly. This guy's doing it right. Yeah, he seems he seems like a a good a good guy. So I'm sure I'm sure that he will do right. If I wasn't I a poor if I wasn't a poor dirt farmer like I am, and I could have actually been there, oh, I would have fangirled so hard. <laughs> Oh man, you and me both, sister. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Kat, you, you, Kat, you've never seen Looper? No. Oh you know, my god, I, you have got I to have see not Looper. seen Looper either. John. Confession time. <gasps> Con- <laughs> Clearly, I've got some homework. Yeah, confession time. I'm literally the wor- I'm literally the worst at seeing movies. So movies that aren't named Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really true, um, especially since my kids were born. So, like, if it doesn't have Star Wars in the name, I probably haven't seen it, especially in, like, the last three years. Um, but even before then, my parents, I love you, Mom and Dad, but they were really awful at, like, <laughs> <laughs> movie education. So there are so many movies that I have not seen, though. So, yeah. All I get to say to both of you right now, watch Looper All right. and any any little small concerns you may have about Last Jedi will be thrown out the window. He is a masterful Did- storyteller, and he also directed some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad, which, I mean, sorry, Game of Thrones, but that is the best show I've ever seen. Did Did Ryan Johnson write Looper? I believe so. Because... IMDb to find out right now. Because oh, uh, talk amongst yourselves, I'll Google. <laughs> because he is, yep. he, I mean, written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Okay, faster I mean, than he, I am. <laughs> he's writing the script, uh, or did write the script, or helped write the script for the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah. Uh, again, just watching Looper, you guys will be completely like, all right, all right. This is gonna be the best Star Wars movie ever, just because it's Ryan Johnson. But uh, yeah, so uh, all right. I guess uh, moving on from Star Wars Celebration. Oh shoot! I didn't know Jeff Daniels was in it. He's a Detroiter. Yeah, dude, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> you kidding me? I'm I'm down with this for sure now. Dude, you're gonna watch Looper and you're gonna come back to me and be like, Adrian, let's start a Looper podcast, and I'll be like, John, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> One movie. That's all we'll talk about. One movie. That's all we're going to talk <laughs> about. <laughs> Literally just one movie. And you know what? It'll work. People will listen to it. It'll work. That's how good Looper is. 2012. It's been around since 2012, and I've, I've it's escaped me. Oh, no wonder I haven't seen it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, so moving on. Uh, you got any, any news for us, Kat? This is Tony with an urgent message. Yes, uh, let's talk about some news. Well, I mean, obviously Celebration has kind of overcome, overwhelmed all of us, but there are a couple of news tidbits that came out along uh, with that. The first one being is that during an interview at Celebration, uh, Kathleen Kennedy said they were getting closer to announcing the next Star Wars spinoff standalone movie. Um, And they're saying that she's hopeful that they would be announcing it this summer um, possibly at the D3 Expo, which is in July. Ooh. Or, I mean, I guess possibly also San Diego Comic-Con, but probably, I would say, if they were going to announce it, it'd probably be a Disney event. Yeah, keep so, it in-house, right? Yeah, so so that that that's kind of making some waves. 
Um, and then uh, the other the other interesting bit of news um, coming out with all that is that uh, the Walt Disney World News Today, um, which is a website focused on Walt Disney World, um, is reporting <laughs> that Disney is currently surveying people in regards to creating an immersive resort experience oh, based I... on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I read about that. So, you know, where it would be like you actually be could be possibly involved in like role playing and doing all this stuff and it would be like a two day experience. Um so it sounds pretty cool. Um obviously I don't think anything is settled on that yet, but rumors that that is potentially in the works, which would be freaking amazing if that something like that did happen. So <laughs> fingers crossed it does. And then we all no, have to save kidding. money and go do it. <laughs> yeah. Can we book the first three rooms? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's I, was, I was thinking each of you could have a second honeymoon or something with your significant others. And I'll just, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll just bring a dog or something. Like, yeah. And you, you could be our fifth wheel. <laughs> Wait, you'll be in the fifth wheel. What? The, what? The fifth wheel? <laughs> yeah, I can see the photos now where... I'm just in the middle of everything, and I'm all excited, <laughs> and everyone's looking annoyed, but I don't care because I'm having a blast. Just like that. It'll be a great weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, sure. so that's, that's aside from celebration, that's pretty much it um, for news, unless I've missed something else that's come out, but I don't think so because it's all been focused on celebration. Celebration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, you know, we didn't bring up a uh, what's it called? Uh, Forces of Destiny. Yeah, Forces, Forces of, of Destiny. Destiny. You guys, I am so freaking excited for this. This was like one of my favorite pieces of news to come out of Celebration. Um, I am so looking forward to this. I'm already saving my money so I can buy all of those dolls. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if I'm almost in my mid thirties. Like, give me all those dolls. I want all of them. Uh, Which one are you gonna <laughs> buy me? first? Oh, who am I gonna buy first? Yeah. Uh God, probably Ahsoka or Padme. Um, just because, like, I need some Padme love in my life. So, uh, but all of them. No love Leia. for Jin or Sabine or well, Leia. No. Or Leia? No, Leia, Leia, totally Leia. No, like I said, I want all of them. But, you know, like Ahsoka became one of my favorite characters in the Clone Wars. And she may or may not live, depending on which shirt Dave Filoni is wearing. Ahsoka lives? Um, <laughs> Ahsoka lives? <laughs> but, you know, like Padme does not get a lot of love. Um, so It's true. And, she doesn't. And she, she should. Doesn't. Yeah, so, you know, so those are probably going to be the first two, but I think I'm just, I'm really looking forward to to seeing what they've come up with and getting to see see some kick-butt ladies. Hera's going to be in some of the episodes I read. Nice. Um, She's going to be in a so, Return of the Jedi era episode? Yes, yeah. Which, so we... These things are canon, so, right? Yeah, they are. I, I did, um... 
I did read read an article, so they will be canon. So we know that Hera wow. also survives to Return of the Jedi. Spoiler she's on, alert. She's on Endor with Rex because he's apparently yeah. there too, as confirmed by that right total yeah. concept art. <laughs> so why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do it, Pablo. So, Make it so. Yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Are you looking forward to that? Oh hell yeah! I'm oh, always yeah. looking forward hey. to new Star Wars. Any new Star Wars is good Star Wars. And mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm although I am an old school fella, I'm totally fine with uh, the ladies taking the spotlight in all the new movies, in the new animation. Obviously, with this, uh, we're going to get a Cartoon Network series. Is that, do I have that correct? Disney. Well, I don't know. If, I'd imagine it'd be yeah, on Disney, I, not Cartoon Network. And, yeah. I think what they're doing is they're releasing, there's going to be like 16 shorts and they're releasing eight on YouTube over the summer and then another eight in the fall. And then they'll like run them as like an hour long special, probably on one of the Disney channels, I would assume. I'm Um, super excited about it. And I don't, I don't have a problem watching the, uh, the ladies of Star Wars kick butt in my living room each and every That's week. Right. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Maybe that Dave, yeah, Filoni, are you taking notes? Like, let's just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, for me, female, male characters, as long as they're interesting and they kick butt, I, I don't care. Just make me care and about we- a character. And, and we know that Lucasfilm is gonna is gonna take the animation and push it in a level that we've, you know, that we're now accustomed to. I mean, they've done it with Clone Wars. They're doing it with Rebels. I mean, they just make beautiful animated pieces that you can just freeze frame, print it out, and stick it on your wall and enjoy it as art. Yeah. <laughs> so freaking true. It's true. I mean, I, they are returning to two D. Um, as opposed to the 3D animation for these particular shorts. Well, that's just because it's not a main production, though, right? It's just yeah, like a, it's a side yeah, thing. And, yeah, and, you know, I love, you know, we, all of us, grew up with, you know, the 2D animation, and that's classic, and so I'm totally okay with that. You know, not necessarily everything has got to be pushing all of the boundaries. Oh, not at but, all. Um, yeah, as long as, as long as the story and the design itself is cool. That's all that matters for me. Yeah. I mean, some of the best Star Wars animation has were those uh, five minute shorts that aired right before Revenge of the Sith came out. Uh, Genti Tartakovsky. I can never pronounce his name. Tartakovsky. The guy, he's just absolute brilliant animation genius. Yes. I love this. He is an animation god. He says so much by not actually saying anything, he just shows it. Yeah, no, that was a great. I love the micro series. That was yeah, the Clone War, the little micro Clone War series was fantastic. It was a great lead up to Revenge of the Sith, and I, I mean, yeah, like I cannot praise this man enough. Especially you've been watching that new Samurai Jack. Ugh, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Um, but yeah, so Forces of Destiny. Totally looking forward to eventually adding that to my Blu-ray shelf one day. Hopefully. Yes. Mm-hmm. You listening, yeah. Disney? Blu-rays? Yeah. <laughs> Give us all the content. Uh, <laughs> we want it all. Take our money. <laughs> you don't have to fight us for it. Just we're giving it yeah. willingly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Please. Yeah. I mean, don't hold back. I mean, 
tweak it a little and we'll buy an extra one maybe two one to save and one to play with exactly <laughs> god i mean it just it pains me to think of how many times i've purchased these same movies just because of different packaging or ooh, there's an extra deleted scene on this one Ooh, another another feature here but you already have it twice i don't care i want it i want everything <laughs> Yeah, I'm now going and buying them all digitally now, just so I can take them wherever I go. Yeah, I need to do the same thing. I need thing. to do that, yeah. I only have Force Awakens and Rogue One digital, and it pains me. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must watch them all. All right, time for Star Wars Would You Rather. And now it's time for the game that's sweeping the galaxy from the ice planet of Hoth to the sun-drenched sands of Jakku. It's time for Star Wars Would You Rather! Sorry about the mess. Move along. Move along. But droids are not welcome here. They're ruining the whole game. It's our opportunity to get to know each other a little bit more and have a little fun doing it with the old Would You Rather game set in the Star Wars universe. And I thought this week that we would pay a tribute to the capes of Star Wars and take our turn and and decide, would you rather have Darth Vader's cape, Krennic's cape, or Captain Phasma's cape? We'll start with you, Cat Ray. No contest, Darth Vader all the way. That cape, ever since the Empire Strikes Back, when he's standing on the bridge and he turns around and sweeps out with that cape, yep. that's all I want. <laughs> Always wanted that cape. It None of the other capes in Star Wars even come close to the majestic awesomeness <laughs> that is Darth Vader's cape. Well, wait, wait, John. Let me, let me ask a question first. Is all it right. just a cape or do you get the full outfit? Just the cape. Just the cape. Okay, so just the cape. Cat wouldn't be walking around with his life support suit on. <laughs> no, you get to ask no these things. No pretty buttons to press. <laughs> just the kick-ass cape. Just the kick-ass cape. Right. Now, yeah, that cape is pretty majestic as hell. Uh. Hmm. I'm really digging Krennic's cape, but whenever it got dirty, it. You know, it really stood out. You know, it's just oh, walking sure, around yeah. with this white cape. <laughs> um, I mean, Vader's one of my favorite film characters of all time, let alone Star Wars. I, I, I too gotta go with the majestic Vader cape, just because. <laughs> I mean, that thing is sentient. It's like Doctor Strange's cape. It just reads the situation and flows appropriately. <laughs> if he's doing a dramatic entrance, it will flow dramatically. If he's standing there ominously, it will be uh, ominous. It's the perfect, perfect uh, accessory for any Star Wars fan, so I gotta go with that one, too. <laughs> well, as for me, you know, um, Krennic's cape, you know, yeah, I agree, it gets dirty real quick, and, you know, um, although that that's part of the lived-in universe that George Lucas created, was True. stuff that's a little bit dirty and grungy and used. Mm -hmm. um, 
Phasma's cape, though, uh, although it's a lot like Vader's cape, has that cool red trim that I think just graphically <laughs> is pretty darn swell. Uh, underutilized cape in Star Wars uh, <laughs> Legacy. That'd be Phasma's cape. Phasma as a character in general at this point is very underutilized. But that cape, mm-hmm. man, that thing's swell. Um, and don't even get me started about the Boba Fett pseudo cape thing that he has from time to time. Oh, that yeah, poncho yeah. cape, the whatever that thing poncho is. Poncho scarf thing. Right. You're, also, you're also forgetting Lando has a cape. Lando's uh, cape is pretty tight. Lando's yeah, cape is a little is. too flamboyant for me. It's it's <laughs> kind of got a pseudo leopard print kind of feel to it. I think with it's the like trim. Paisley. <laughs> totally. Well, it's like the equivalent of, of leopard print, wouldn't you say? Just as far as like the meaning getting across anyway in Star Wars. <laughs> Real life Earth leopard print cape. Right, right. Equivalent. I mean, that's probably as close to leopard print as we'll get in a Star Wars film, <laughs> unless we're really lucky. Yeah, but, but yeah, I have to agree. I mean, if I were to if I were to have to wear a cape, it would have to be Vader's cape. That black, majestic, flowing cape is one of the coolest capes in movie history, not just Star Wars history. So we all agree, Vader's cape. Is the the Clearly would you rather not. choice of the week? Okay, well let's make it more interesting though. All right, so plot twist: Vader's cape, <laughs> but, right. you, but you have to you have to wear the rest of the suit everywhere you went, like the helmet and everything. Everything, maybe not the helmet. Dang. Just it's not that bad, but you got to wear the bulky, the, the 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 chest plate, the belt, everything, or Krennic's cape. But he can never wash it. Oh. <laughs> or Captain Phasma's t- uh, cape, but it always gets in the way. It doesn't flow right. It only look. It, it, it only looks good if you're standing still. Oh my god! That's... With one hip pointed out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh. still going Vader. I don't know about you guys. Oh my gosh! I don't know if I want to traipse around in that. Big old suit, though. Um, ah, it's mostly leather. No big deal. Leather breathes. <laughs> leather breathes. <laughs> I'm uh, just imagining oh you in your in your lab wearing this bulky suit, trying to be all precise. <laughs> Must get yeah, to the protein. I wanna... Oh, I broke it. Yeah. Look, oh. As long as it can be cleaned, I'm good with it. I don't want to be in this the nasty, dank, <laughs> credit cape. Yeah, credit funkified. Krennic... Krennic is automatically nixed because that's just gross. Okay, you can um, o- you can only wash it once a month. We'll say that. No, still out. Still, <laughs> give ugh. me the Vader. It's such an unfortunate cape color, like white. Ugh. Krennic, what were you thinking? Uh, <laughs> well, gosh. We, well, remember, there's also Phasma's cape, and you will yeah. you will look good in it as long as you don't move too much. Right. <laughs> In that case, I'm going with Phasma's cape. I'll just stand there and look glorious uh, and just never move. <laughs> and trip over yourself all the and time. And trip over myself. <laughs> That's bound to happen in real life anyway. So like it's so cumbersome. Like you can be looking so good standing still. You'll be you'll be inside, but the moment you take a step forward, it's suddenly in your face. Just like, like, like somehow. No, I- 
I've got enough things in my life for people to laugh at me with. I don't need to keep adding to it. I, for this one, I'd probably go with Krennic's cape. And we can wash it once a month. I'll be like, okay, because as much as I love Vader's, I mean, if I, if, I, if I went with Vader's, I'd probably never wear it. And then, you know, what's the point? Just because, I mean, I, I cannot... I'm in the Southwest. I live on Tatooine over here. Can you imagine walking around that thing down here? <laughs> like it's well, it'll probably keep the sand out. Yeah, we know he hates sand. It does keep the sand up, but my God, I'll I'll just melt. <laughs> I'll turn and I'll just boop <laughs> down. That nope, can't do it. So I'm sure that thing's got a temperature regulator. Look at all those red and blue buttons on that chest plate. You know what? A cape that wasn't something that wasn't mentioned They're, that I would love actually because of that, because of where I live, is Luke's poncho. <laughs> I would love Luke's poncho. You know, give me the hat okay. too. Okay. All right. We know what your next cosplay is going to be. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Dirt former Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I, I just want some power converters. <laughs> <laughs> Celebration 2019. Bring it. <laughs> And 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 just to touch back on the whole Vader thing, I would totally look sweet on the softball diamond in my Vader cape with all that armor. Just saying. Flowing majestically behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Holding up the bat As like I'm a lightsaber. Striking out opposing batters. <laughs> They're all getting ready to uh, to throw the ball and you're just staring them down. How intimidating would that be? That'd be amazing. That'd be pretty Especially if you're wearing the red-eyed helmet, that right. that would be that would be dope. I'd pay to watch you play softball in a Darth <laughs> Vader uh, costume, cost outfit. Oh, that'd be so epic! That's an idea: Star Wars softball or baseball game. <laughs> Just put on the most. That'd be the most epic costumes. softball team ever. <laughs> the Empire versus the Rebellion. Yeah. That's actually great, like a charity baseball game. Yeah. The Empire uh-huh. versus the... Somebody make this happen. You heard uh, that, 501st. The gauntlet's yeah. been thrown. Yeah. <laughs> somebody then, get on that stat. And then have Palpatine be the be the umpire or something. The ump? <laughs> yeah. Now just, he is safe. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Ball four. He walks. <laughs> I'm afraid that was a foul ball, my friend. You are out. Don't that was me. a forced out. That would be pretty amazing. <laughs> Unlimited home run. You know, something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, moving oh, on. What do we got next? Clone Wars Rewind. Do it. You fought in the Clone Wars? Each week on the podcast, uh, we're going to have a Clone Wars Rewind segment where we go back and talk about the Clone Wars TV series in chronological order. So this week, we're actually starting with Cat and Mouse, 
um, which chronologically is the first episode, although originally it was um, the 16th episode of season two. It originally aired March 20th, 2010, so way back. (laughs) Um, And uh, a brief episode description for Cat and Mouse. A separatist blockade surrounds Christophsis. Anakin's fleet is tasked with deploying relief supplies to the surface, but they are massively outgunned and outmaneuvered by the skillful Admiral Trench. (laughs) Obi-Wan arrives and unveils the Republic's new weapon, a stealth ship. The stealth ship is the last hope at besting the cunning Separatist fleet commander and aiding the battered people of Christophsis. Ah, yes, Trench. (laughs) You know, but before we before we start, I I just I got to do it. Help us, General Kenobi. You're our only hope. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There, there, I'm happy. You think, yeah, Bail Organa must have written the speech that Leia says in a new hope right because we get that call back in this episode that's pretty much it you served my father in the clone wars was that what she was specifically referring to i'm guessing yes like off the top of my head i can't think of a too many other moments where they interacted like that and technically it was anakin that brought the supplies at the end but you know i i, I digress we're not gonna talk about that <clears throat> what right <laughs> So, uh, Trench Trench is a cool character. Trench Tarantula. Trench Tarantula. And he's tarantula? a spider. Get it? The most yeah, he's terrifying a big spider guy. Star Wars character ever. If you're if you have a arachnophobia. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he's he's so creepy. But oh my god, talk about being so overdramatic. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, this dude goes oh, yeah. down as one of. <laughs> the more dramatic Star Wars villains and that's saying something because like they're all he is so super into dramatic, himself <laughs> but oh my god I am your doom I am your yeah. doom <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's I thought I, I the animation is you know really spot on and creepy but oh yeah he's just he's almost so over the top it's actually kind of hysterical <laughs> You know, well, I, I mean, he's a cartoon villain on a cartoon, so yeah. uh, what can you ask for? You've he, got he's having it up for got, the kids, right? Yeah, exactly. You've you've got the the all he was missing was that that mustache twirl, you know. And we kind of <laughs> totally. got that we in the little got mandible that. claps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was his Does thing. Little just cluck, 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 cluck. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think I think as a standalone episode, it was a pretty darn good episode. I mean, you've got a new ship that's got the cool uh, cloaking ship, technology, which uh, that's, that's the biggest problem I had with the episode is that, you know, cloaking technology is more Star Trek than Star Wars to me. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I Klingon mean, ships, right? The Kling- oh, What are they called? The Klingon... Uh- Something bird, bird of birds of prey. prey, birds of prey. Yeah, that's totally what that was. They could mm-hmm. only fire. They had the same weakness too. They could only fire or engage when it was a uh, not cloaked, uncloaked. That's, yeah, that's right. That's probably where they got that. Come yeah. on, Faluni. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but at the same time, 
it was cool because the the episode's called Cat and Mouse, and it really is a kind of game of cat and mouse to try to pick when to cloak and when to fire and all that stuff. And and it was fun. It was a good episode, and and it was absolutely visually beautiful too. Mm, yeah, I uh, I think this is a, a fun episode. I like that we get to see. Um, Anakin and you Lauren, Lauren being yeah. pretty tactical and, you know, using their tactical smarts um, to outwit Trench and, you know, get to see a little side of both of them, how kind of risky Anakin is and you Lauren kind of freaking out about that because he's along for the ride and <laughs> Anakin basically brushing Obi-Wan off, which, you know, every episode of the Clone Wars. So there we go. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think this is an enjoyable episode and has a lot of a lot of really good little bits. And my only my only quibble is I don't think we ever see the stealth ship again. No, that's so my biggest gripe they, with this episode. They introduce it and then oh, and now it's gone. We use it once. Whatever happened to it? Yeah, <laughs> we have a new toy. It'll be useful yeah. for the rest of the war. Oh, what? We're not going to use it for the rest of the war. <laughs> oh. Never mind. Maybe maybe they left it on Christophsis. A building it's fell just... on it. Yeah. <laughs> they probably cloaked it and couldn't find where they parked <laughs> it. You'd think someone would eventually run into it, though, right? I mean, it wasn't exactly small. What, what was it that Obi-Wan said? A few more steps and you'd be kissing it. Or... Kissing it, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the design of that particular ship too really kind of reminded me of the spaceship from space 1999 <laughs> or one of the ships from 2001 a space odyssey mm. i got the 2001 kind of that elongated sectional spaceship yeah. with the command capsule in the front you know very sci-fi I, I got so much yes. of that vibe from it it annoyed me that it wasn't spinning as it flew <laughs> all those ships and those sci-fi movies they spin for that artificial yeah. gravity that's the yeah. explanation um yeah I, I like the design and all and I, I think it's an okay episode if i'm gonna be honest um definitely the saving grace is anakin and Lauren just having their little interactions <laughs> that was oh yeah that's a saving grace for me and i i, I like i like bail organa i like i like it whenever he shows up I can never have enough Bail Organa. Just as, I feel he's like one of the unsung heroes of the entire franchise as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want to read a, uh, uh, a Bail Organa, Organa uh, novel. That would be pretty cool. We always get hints of what he's doing. We, we got he got a big part in the Ahsoka novel, right? Mm-hmm. He was yeah, he did totally cool in Revenge of the Sith. He he just pops up every now and again. Like I I, I cheered in Rogue One when he. Walked out dramatically from the shadows. Yeah, early on. <laughs> yeah, well this this episode is good because we, you know, it it starts off with familiar faces, right? You know, you've got Anakin, you've got Obi Wan. If you knew who you Lauren is, which confession time, I didn't actually realize that you Lauren was one of the guys on the Death Star. Um, when I first started watching, obviously that's been corrected. I know that now, um, <laughs> but, but I did not when I started watching the Clone Wars until I, you know, was listening to 
another podcast or going online. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. It's so, all related. Yeah. It's so all connected. You know, you know, if you're if if you already knew who you Lauren was, you know, there's kind of that instant instant connection. So it's it's nice that you're kind of ground you know and bail is there so you're kind of grounded in who these characters are if you've been exposed to the movie franchise uh, at all uh did you guys think or would you recommend this as a starting episode instead of the movie that's a really good question mm. i you know i'll i'll dive in and because I'm going to be faced with that question here. I've got uh, grandsons that are getting older, and, mm-hmm. and I'm of course going to introduce them to Star Wars. And how do, how how do I want to introduce them to the Clone Wars? Do I want to just let them watch them in in uh, chronological order, which this would be the first mm-hmm. episode that 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 would fall under? Or do I want to start with the movie and then let them watch the series as it aired? Um, so, ah, gosh, that's I'm glad that we're watching that we're going to watch these and we're going to experience these this way, chronological order, yeah. so that I can form a better judgment on <laughs> and, and base that off because because I've only watched them in order of broadcast. Yeah, I, I I think it's it's a fine enough episode. I don't think it's a strong starting point for the whole shebang. Uh, that's I, a fair point. I pro- they just kind of it's a random it's a random prequel episode in the middle <laughs> of the second season. Like the placement of the episode is weird. Mm-hmm. It kind of killed the momentum of the those, those couple of episodes around it. I think. Yeah, because I, I think in context, like, the Mandalore arc. Yeah, it was around happen- there. A Mandalore arc happens, like, right before, and then it's, like, this episode, and then it moves on to something else, so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. So the placement is weird and kind of funky, as it is, and, yeah, no, I, I would I would start with the movie, just because we got to introduce everyone to Ahsoka, you know? That's true. Who's not in this episode? Who's not in this so, episode? This is right before yeah. that, right? Well, maybe we'll be ans- be better able to answer this question in a couple of weeks after we, when we get to the movie in chronological order. So I can't wait because honestly, I haven't watched the the movie Clone Wars since it came out on Blu-ray. Yes, I, I caught half of it a couple of weeks ago, just after. After one of our meetings, <laughs> just kind of like, <laughs> turn it on. I just turned it on. It was on Netflix. I'm like, oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this episode? Uh, I give it an A for <laughs> Anakin because it was a good Anakin episode. It was a good Anakin episode. <laughs> I mean, I just I love how when he's flying when they're cloaked you know, before they actually get into it with trench and they're flying down to Christophsis and he gets like super close to, um, one of the separatist ships and you Lauren's like, if you get any closer, they won't need scanners to know that we're here. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's like, and that's so Anakin, He's right? Like, I got I mean, this. I got know. this. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he does it like several times throughout the Clone Wars series anyway. And so it's like, it's just, plus I thought it was really great, a really great showcase of his tactical abilities because we don't, you know, they talk about it. Uh, and we hear hints of it in the movies, but you don't actually ever really see Anakin doing that in the movies. And so I thought it was a good, um, a good, you know, depiction of, well, yeah, he is a good warrior and he's a smart warrior and he takes some crazy risks, but, um, you know, it's all kind of part and parcel of who he is. So, hmm. See, I, I I like Anakin in the Clone Wars. I think this one was a little too much with the whole "I do what I want" attitude he's got. <laughs> like I was getting frustrated. It's like, bro, your master has given you a task. Drop off the stuff, and he can fly back, and then do your stuff. <laughs> What's stopping you? Yeah, that totally occurred to me. It's like do the mission and then fire on him on the way back. <laughs> you know, I I do have a question though. Did not I, escape me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have a question I wanted to uh, bring up with you guys. I just remembered with these blockade type of situations, right? Naboo, Kristoff says like all, several other ones that show up throughout the series. What stops them from just going to the other side of the planet? Going in through the atmosphere there where there's no blockade and then just you're already there. You're on the planet. Then you, you just fly within the atmosphere at that point. Cause they're always just blocking like one half of the hemisphere. <laughs> You know that that we can see that we can see. So I don't remember for Phantom Menace. So the blockade there might have just might have been around the whole planet. I don't know. I don't remember. But for this one, it was just straight up that part of the hemisphere, that part of the hemisphere. So I'm like, oh, you know, just go into hyperspace that way, come back behind it, go onto the planet's surface, and be good. I mean, I'll be honest, I've wondered the same thing, so I'm sure some of it is, you know, from a storytelling standpoint. Because the plot, that's why. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think think there's probably an identical spacecraft on the other side of the planet, so. God, they must be bored on that side. (laughs) Always do, there are. (laughs) I mean, I guess when you think about, because it, I mean, it seems like it's always been the separatists, right, that are doing these blockades, and so they're right, just creating yeah. all these droids, so maybe, you know, they've just got a bunch of droid ships, and they're all over, you know, kind of around the planet, and I don't know. That is a good question. I'm sure someone who is more of a military tactician could tell me why that, <laughs> could tell the us way, why that is. The way these, the, these blockade things play out, they play out like sea battles, right, with ships on, on mm-hmm. the open water. Yeah, but I'm I'm pulling a another, a star, another Star Trek reference here, Rathacon. <laughs> I know, right? Um, at the end, yeah, Kirk is fighting the final battle as if they were a submarine going all around, omnidirectional, not just like a, mm-hmm. a ship with just one plane. Back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. Right. Exactly. I get this. I whenever I see these blockade things, I think the same thing. There's taking it to literally like a ship battle in the ocean. You got all these other, you're in space, bros. You can woo, go all over the place. Well, plus, you know, going back to Anakin, did he really need to get so close? 
I mean, come oh, no, on. that's just him. He could have he, he could have cloaked and took the scenic route and everything <gasps> would have worked out great, you know. But instead, he has to show off that he was <laughs> the best star pilot in the galaxy and a cunning warrior. And that's why they all died. And he was a good friend. <laughs> oh. That Sorry. reminds me. Anyway. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, just little thing I kind of got hung up on. <laughs> That I wanted to ask you, yeah, lovely people. I think there's more spaceships. We just don't see them. Yeah. And also plot. Plot. Because otherwise, that's, that's my <laughs> explanation. <laughs> like, I want a line. Master, why don't we just go around <laughs> to the other side of the planet where there's no blockade? Because, Anakin, plot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I I like this episode a lot. Um, you know, but it also, you know, having watched the Clone Wars already from beginning to end, so it's like I can jump into the episode and you know not really have um, you know, not have to worry about what was going on before or anything like that. Mm. So it might be hard for someone who's never seen the Clone Wars before to start with this episode because it's just kind of like uh, and here we go and like you were saying adrian yeah. it's not really gripping enough as a like first episode to really hook you maybe um you know whereas well we'll get to the movie but um, well i think if anybody <laughs> that you're introducing star wars to this is never going to be the very first star wars thing you ever show them True. That's so. That's this is true. this you is guys, just another bridge. You guys are in What's the that? unique position to do that, though. Yeah, <laughs> with your children mind. and your grandchildren, yeah. you guys sure. can use them as Star Wars lab rats. <laughs> yeah, and see how that affects them. Well, I can I can tell you firsthand. My grandson is almost two, and he knows that Darth Vader does this. <sighs> <laughs> he knows that Chewbacca goes, <laughs> and he knows that um, that there's a guy called Yoda, but he only says "Yo, <laughs> Yo, who's that? Yo, Yo." <laughs> Good enough. All right, Yo. And when he sees R two D two, he goes, <laughs> and when he says BB eight, he goes, ball. <laughs> <laughs> ball yeah. ball on the right track there john for sure yes. yeah we're getting yeah. there that's awesome yeah. so i mean clearly that episode is not going to be his first I- induction into the world the the mythology of star wars he's already kind of got pieces of it around him yeah i mean same goes for my kids but i mean i you know, when they are old enough to watch the Clone Wars, I mean, I'll probably... And really Ahsoka it in. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my I'm God. Oh my... Dad jokes. I got them. <laughs> apologize. Apologize oh, right I, now. I never, I never apologize for myself. Say you're that sorry. Was... <laughs> That's not going to happen. That was amazing. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, 
my kids are already, yeah, are also in the position. They're already starting to soak it up. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think coming at it from at least the Clone Wars specifically, you know, this episode maybe doesn't work as like the first episode if you're starting the Clone Wars just cold. Um, but it is a good episode on its own. Yeah, it works. It kept me entertained. Yeah, I think anybody's going to at least watch uh, Attack of the Clones before they watch this. So there's a lot of big setup there. Yeah. True. Um, final note on this episode, though. It's a fine, decent episode, but we all know it's no sunny day in the void. Right, Kat? <laughs> If by that you mean it's miles better than a sunny day in the void, then yes. Nothing can top a sunny day in the void. Nothing at all. <laughs> Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Lies. Deception. Lies. Deception. More lies. Boogle it. Alrighty. Uh, sweet. Moving on. Move along. Move along. Move along. <laughs> What do we got next? This, uh, this isn't the podcast you're looking for. Yes, it is. This is the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> we got Attack of the Fandom. Attack of the Fandom is just uh, our little opportunity to uh, geek out about, you know, other stuff. I mean, we all love Star Wars. Star Wars is our life. But... There are other things we enjoy. You know, I was geeking out about Looper earlier, Breaking Bad. We've obviously all seen Star Trek. So, you know, we like other things, and we want to talk about that, too. So, uh, let's start with you, John. What's your attack of the fandom this week? Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Marvel Netflix series that are going on right now. And and I'll just put them all out there as a whole, um, <laughs> because I'm because there's a bunch of different ones. There's Daredevil, there's Luke Cage, there's Jessica Jones, yep. and there's Iron Fist. And I've been watching those and trying to watch them all at once is almost darn near impossible. Oh uh, yeah, you got to watch them as they're released, brother. Yeah, well, I'm a little slow to the to the game. I don't get a lot of TV time. You and um, me both. I haven't watched yeah, any of them yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I have been watching a little bit of each one. And man, I'm just digging them. These are some good, uh, good TV watching minutes. Liking so them true. a lot. Jessica Jones is my favorite. That show, not for kids. At all, but definitely not for kids. But my God, they be they be getting it on. <laughs> they be kinky, but now uh-huh. from from a from a thematic standpoint, literary standpoint, it is such a deep and interesting show. I I absolutely fell in love with it. Do I feel sad and depressed at the end of each episode? Yeah, but a little bit, a little bit. But my God, it's just that's just that that is excellent, excellent writing. So, yeah, I'm right there with you, pal. The Netflix shows have been pretty darn 
Uh, pretty darn good. I haven't seen Iron Fist I mean, Fist starting yet, but... with, with Daredevil Season 1 with the Kingpin, and boy, it was just handled uh, so well. Kingpin. It was so good. You're embarrassing and... me in front of Vanessa, and then he just decapitates a guy with a car door. That's so awesome. <laughs> like, oh my God. That is so awesome. Wow. <laughs> and and Luke Cage has been good. I've seen a, a few episodes of that, and and Iron Fist. I've been enjoying the heck out of it. Although I am a fan of that character, so I probably am going to give it a little more leeway than you know some of the some of the people who have been reviewing it online. <laughs> I mean, I've just always been a fan of of that specific character, and they're they're doing a pretty good job with it. I haven't seen the whole season yet, but uh, I'm still with it. So that's it for me. God bless you, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you always. On a, on a side note, do you guys see the new Thor trailer? Yes. Oh, that looks so incredible. It looks so good. I, I think Thor finally oh. has his his movie. Yeah. He finally has his Winter Soldier, his Iron Man one. Thor yeah. finally gets it. I was laughing. Yeah, but where it. are his flowing locks? Gone. Callus took them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of Callus's new aesthetic. <laughs> it's like those locks i like them. yeah yeah the new thor trailer looks good jeff goldblum thor jeff gets goldblum. a haircut he's so excited to see the, the hulk's Hulk. gonna be there <laughs> he's a yeah. friend from work <laughs> that was great that was like oh, the I best part of the it. trailer yeah. this is the way his face lights up it's like <gasps> he's just so yeah. happy and excited and oh my god it's it looks awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm it really does. Kate Blanchett, Me too, big time. Like, Kate Blanchett yeah. looks wicked. Yeah, she so. destroys the hammer. I'm like, what? You put that in the trailer? Psh, what else you got hidden that you're not showing? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> like, dang. You give away half the film. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's trailer three, my friend. Yeah. Or Unless in the or in the one. case of the Amazing Spider-Man two. That's a special 20-minute trailer that pretty much breaks down the whole movie. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> How about you, Cat Ray? What's your yeah. uh, fandom? Uh, my fan, fan, Attack of the Fandom. Uh, Attack of the this Fandom. This week is, uh, is uh, I'm going to focus on a, jeez, uh, uh, losing all my words. Focus on a, <laughs> a, biz, a small business called Elhoffer Design, which is... Um, a small woman owned business in LA and she makes kind of geek chic uh, clothing um, based on a whole range of fandoms, um, Harry Potter, Zelda, uh, but of course star Wars. And she just uh, released a line of knitwear inspired by Padme and all of her amazing costumes from, Mostly Attack of the Clones. Um, there's also a Leia um, cape that she made based on the Bespin outfit. And so I'm actually wearing one right now. Um, but they're so <laughs> awesome and they're comfortable. And <laughs> Looks great on you, Kat. Like, yeah, thanks. And they're, you know, it's just incredibly creative and she's got a bunch of really cool stuff. So that's what I'm digging right now is getting into my uh, geekdom, geekdom fanware 
stuff. <laughs> Sporting my pride. Any any Do you happen stuff? to know her? What? Go ahead, Adrian. Uh any uni stuff? Unisex stuff? Uh yeah. Oh, so John, to answer your question, it's run by the woman is Catherine L. Hoffer. Um, so it's L. Hoffer design. And um there is some unisex stuff, although right now it's mostly um have more heavily aimed at the female fan base um but there are some unisex sweaters uh in her shop so and she's coming out with more i believe uh but right now the selection is a little bit small cool that sounds pretty dope i love all the new star wars fashion that's coming out lately from seemingly everywhere yeah well there goes there goes your paycheck right yeah (laughs) for real (laughs) What paycheck? I'm in radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cat Ray's going to be like, sorry, kids, no dinner tonight. Mommy had to buy another sweater. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Uh, <laughs> Have some Fritos. The barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, science. We're not well paid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're an athlete or a real estate mongo. Mogul, you're not gonna, you're not gonna. Or you work at Amazon. Or you work at Amazon. Yeah. Tech. I have a day job in senior care that pays the bills. (laughs) That's grown up, John. That's my big boy job. Big boy job. When you're not goofing on a goofing off at the radio station. When I'm not telling dick and fart jokes on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Womp womp. So, mine's not as, well, I don't know. You guys brought up stuff that we can all relate to. I know you guys don't watch this, but whatever, it's mine. Um, So, the new season of Better Call Saul started, which is the prequel to my favorite show, Breaking Bad. And it's back, and it's just on top of things like it always is. Uh, Same creative group as before from prior seasons and Breaking Bad, created in pretty much directed by Vince Gilligan as a whole. Um, it takes the character of Saul Goodman, the quote-unquote criminal lawyer from Breaking Bad. I saw and it the just air shows quotes. us how, uh, <laughs> how he became Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad. His real name is Jimmy McGill. And he just, he's just this completely different person when we first meet him. And it's his journey into the character we all know and love in Breaking Bad with a few other surprises you know uh how some of the characters in breaking bad became involved with each other you know the storytelling in this both of these series has just has just been top notch uh from a technical standpoint the camera work the editing it, it, they're just marvels the both of these shows have inspired me in ways that i mean they're amazing so that's mine <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what this segment's <laughs> for. It's for spreading the news about other things outside of Star Wars that might be interesting to the rest of us. So I appreciate you bringing that to the table, my brother. Yeah. I've got a lot of TV to watch, <laughs> clearly. Uh, and Looper. And Looper. And Looper. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much homework. <laughs> the benefits of being a bachelor, man. You're lonely, but you got so much TV. 
<laughs> All righty then. Enjoy, Enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's like I don't need a girlfriend. I got my anime. <laughs> <laughs> That's between you and. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. When the chicks find out you're hosting a Star Wars podcast, you'll be swimming in the women. He said it. He said it. (laughs) He's been he's 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 been that one in the chamber all this whole recording. That's wondering if you get up there. Very true. Yeah, he said it. Well, it it was appropriate. Hashtag of the week. Thought I'd drop swimming in women. Swimming in the women. Let's see if they be respectful, everybody. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, As a father of three daughters, be careful about those women. They have feelings. Alrighty then. Um, awesome. Thanks for thank thank you everyone for joining us. This was our first uh, first episode. Um, so you could forgive us if it's a little. Uh, little rougher on the edges we'll get better at it obviously like we said at the beginning we're, we're doing this for fun we're doing this for the love of uh, the franchise super excited to talk about everything Star Wars and revisit the Clone Wars and just bring you our perspective on Star Wars Saga yeah and for me I think I'd just like to say thanks to you, Adrian, for for having the initial inspiration to bring the three of us together to give us this forum that we can share with the masses and and talk about something that's passionate for all of us involved, something that we love so dearly and hold close to our hearts. And we wouldn't be doing this without you initial initiating us and and bringing us all together. So. Thanks, Adrian, and thanks, Kat, for for being a part of this. I'm super excited. I think we've got some cool things in store that are going to make our podcast just a little bit unique. I can't wait to do this each and every week with you guys, and may the force be with all of us. Gosh. Yeah, I I have to echo John. Just (laughs) just want to echo John and say, yeah, thanks for for inviting me me to be part of this group. It was the will of the force. Really happy to be here. So you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Force Fan Podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll just share our thoughts uh, when we're not recording. We're, we can share uh, news as it comes out because Cat Reed does such an awesome job with that. Um, if you want to talk to me or yell at me specifically, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. And if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at that John Fred. If you do decide to yell at us, be gentle. All right. <laughs> it's all in good fun. I mean, you're going to yell at me. Nah, let me have it. it. I can take it. <laughs> well, I can't. I'm, I'm delicate. I'm a snowflake. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, everyone, thank you so much. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Feedback, questions, just have at it. Suggestions, yeah. Just talk to us. We're lonely. We got no life. <laughs> John and Kat haven't even watched a movie in years. <laughs> That's not Star Wars. <laughs> All right, cool. So, yeah. Uh, 
may the force be with all of you and we'll see you next week all right sounds good talk to you guys next week bye